beginning of this week's parsha, it said the pasuk says that Hashem brings the yidden into a covenant to bring you into the covenant with Hashem in order to establish you today for himself as a nation and so on. So Rashi quotes this words, these words and he says he goes into so much trouble in order to kayim, uh, to in order to establish you for before him as his people. So you have to understand what is Rashi adding to the Pasuk? He just seems to be repeating the words of the Pasuk. What does he add to the meaning of the Pasuk? Why does he have to say anything at all? This is actually the literal meaning of the Pasuk. Also, we have to understand why does Rashi change when he quotes in the pos- the, uh, the words which he quotes similar to what the Pasuk says, but he makes some changes. For instance, the Pasuk says, Laman Hakim, in order to establish you as his people, Rashi changes it to Laman Kiyem, Kayim, in order to maintain you as his people. Why does he make that change? Another change is, uh, the Pasuk says, Loi La'am, for himself as a people. The Rashi says, Lefan of La'am, before him as a people. That's another change. And what is the meaning of the change? And, the, and he leaves out the word Hayyayim. So what is tra- Rashi trying to explain about these words? He is obviously trying to illuminate these words that we understand it better, and that's seen from the little changes that he makes. But what does it all mean? So the explanation is, what Ra- what's bothering Rashi here is, what does it mean that Hashem says, today He has established you as His people? He didn't establish the Yidin as the, his people that day. That day was 40 years after, cl- close to 40 years after Matan Torah. Matan Torah was when Hashem made the Jewish people into his people. He made a covenant then too. So what do you mean today he's making you into his people? And in other places, Rashi in fact focuses on this and he says, where it says other places, Hayyim. For instance, it says, On this day you from Pasha Kisavi. On this day you became a people. So Rashi says it doesn't mean that today you became a people. He says that the reason the Pasik says Hayyim is because every day you should consider it as if you are, you became his people today. When it says Hayyim, it means consider it, imagine as if it happened today, because it didn't happen today. Or when he says, Hashem On this day Hashem commands you. So, of course, it's not on this day. It happened by Matan Torah. So, he says, Every day it should be new to you as if it happened today. So, Rashi is trying to understand what does it mean on this day he establishes you uh, as his people. So, Rashi answers. He makes that little change. Laman Hakim would mean, would you would think, that means he has established you as his people. Rashi says, it doesn't mean establish, it means kiyim. He is maintaining you as his people. What he means to say is, when the Yidin, when Hashem made a covenant with the Yidin by Matan Torah, so there is, yes, we are his people, but it's possible that because we start ignoring the Torah Mitzvah, we don't behave in the way that Hashem asks, so there will become a distance between Hashem. It, we could lose that special status that we have as Hashem's people. Therefore, Kiyan, therefore, at this day, Hashem has, will, uh, maintains and he uh, puts himself in, he invests himself into the Christus Bris, that it will go on forever. 
It's something that is meant to last forever. It should never stop. That's what he means. He goes through the trouble of making it last forever. Kiyam as opposed to Hakim. Which explains also why it's over here by this Chris's bris that it says, He makes this covenant with those who are here today and even those who are not here today. What that means is, as Rashi says, even the people from the future generations, because this is the covenant where Hashem says, this relationship will go on forever. Even people that are not here, that's why it's brought in this bris. That point is made during this covenant. So the child can ask the question, what makes this bris more important than the one by Matan Torah? Why is that one could have an interruption? This one can't have an interruption. What's special about this one as opposed to that one? So Rashi says, he took, uh, um, he says the words, he went through so much trouble to create this bris. What does he mean by that? First of all, that Hashem, you know, a Christmas bris means that two friends pass by, two, you know, they place things on two sides and they pass by in the middle, as Rashi explains by the bris ben Absarim. So Hashem also walks with you. He also goes into the bris. He does what it takes to create a bris on your behalf. And then he also says it create, it's, it's connected with an Allah, with a curse. Hashem gave the Yidden a warning we know the warnings that uh, you know Parshikisave that if we don't maintain our Torah mitzvahs, then who knows? We don't want to talk about those things. So that's why the Yidden will also maintain their connection to the Bris. That's why it will have an eternal. It'll last eternally. It will not be interrupted because Hashem invested Himself into it, and He caused that the Yidden should also now be committed to the relationship. And that's what Rashi points out. This comes about, the fact that the Yidin are also committed to it, Rashi brings that out from the change that he makes. It says in the Pasuk, Loy La'am, he bring, makes you for himself into a nation. Rashi changes it to Lafanov, before him as a people. What is the difference? Loy La'am means, we are God's people. We, we could be in a distance, you could be his nation, but be at a distance. Rashi says, no. This is going to be Lafanov. The Yidin will feel themselves in Hashem's presence all the time. Lafanov in His presence. We will never become distant again. We will always feel and be in the presence of Hashem. That's why Rashi changes that word as well to show the power of this bris, the new bris, which will keep the Yidin close to Hashem all the time. From this, so that explains the Rashi. From this Rashi, we see how although Rashi is committed, his in, his uh, primary purpose is to explain the Pshudah Mikra. But the Rebbe always brings out the Yenish Shultaita that we see that in Rashi there are hidden messages that exp, that have reveal and expose the uh, the inner dimension of Taita as well. We see this very clearly in this Rashi. The Alter Rebbe says on this pasuk. That we are Hashem's Am, the Am, the people of Hashem. So the Alter Rebbe points out that the word Am usually means that the people and the king are at a distance from each other. The word Am can come from the word Oymulus, which means like coals which become dimmed. Rather than when the fire is still burning, they become dimmed and the fire is only inside. You don't see it on the surface. They gray on the surface. They become dimmed. And the people also 
in comparison to the king. How can a king be the king over the people? Because he is much higher than them. They are much more distant from him, meaning he is the bright light, they are the dim, removed people. That's what it usually means. In this case, it's not meant that way. The word am is from the word imai. We are with Hashem. We are close to Hashem. So the, the Alter Rebbe says that we are, that ima, means that we should be together with Hashem in the presence of Hashem, close to Hashem. And that's that He lifts us up to become similar to Him, if one can say that. And Rashi brings that out in his Pirish in the same way. Lefanov, rather than loy, which is at a distance, Lefanov, we are close to Him. Another point in Yena Shultaira, in the inner dimension that we see from this Rashi, can be brought out in this way. On the Pasuk Atem Mitzvah the Alter Rebbe says, Hayyim refers to Rosh Hashanah. That on Rosh Hashanah, would the Yidden renew the Christ, the Bris, the uh, the covenant that we have with Hashem? So also, the Alter Rebbe says on the words Hayyim Azeh Hashem Lekecha Mitzabecha, which was back in Parsha Kisavai, and the pasuk uh, on this day Hashem commands you, and also on this day we have uh, we have chosen Hashem, we have. Um, distinguished Hashem to us as our God and he has distinguished us as his nation that these are also referring to Rosh Hashanah that on Rosh Hashanah all of these things are renewed and that's why we commit ourselves on Rosh Hashanah to this relationship so as we explained that these are two different types of bris the ones that are in Kisavi and the one in this parasha one is talking about when Hashem made us into the Jewish nation by Matan Torah. One is talking about the second bris which maintains us eternally as His nation. So these two things also reoccur on Rosh Hashanah, both aspects. They're both contained in Rosh Hashanah. So we'll understand that by first explaining something that the Rebbe's father explains in the Zoyar. He quotes the, word, the words, On this day you became a people which is in Parashat Kisava. And he says, this Pasuk also refers to Rosh Hashanah, because Hayyim uh, Hazeh, which is written in that Pasuk, Hayyim Hazeh Salam, Hayyim Hazeh refers to Rosh Hashanah, because it says, Zeh Hayyim Tchilos Masecha, this is the day, Zeh Hayyim, this day is the beginning of your uh, handiwork, meaning it's talking about Rosh Hashanah, which is the sixth day of creation, the creation of man, Hashem's direct handiwork, the ones that the, the focus, the purpose of creation, and then he concludes and says, and this is a higher level than the 25th of El, which is the original creation of world, the first day of creation. This is referring to the sixth day of creation. And so then we become his people, and he continues, he maintains us as his people, and uh, it refers to Rosh Hashanah as it's Atanetzavamayim uh, also refers to Rosh Hashanah is the way he concludes it. So we have to understand. In the Alter Rebbe says Hayyim refers to Rosh Hashanah. Wherever it says Hayyim, it refers to Rosh Hashanah. The reason is because the Alter Rebbe quotes the Ramaz, a commentary on the on the Kabbalah, that the day Hayyim, the day is talking about the day that Adam Rishon was created. That's the famous day. That's the day. And so Rosh Hashanah refers to. Hayyim refers to Rosh Hashanah. But the Rebbe's father seems to be focusing on Hayyim Azeh. This day refers to Rosh Hashanah, not 
Hayyayim in general. In fact, the Rebbe's father himself also brings in Atin Mitzvahim Hayyayim. He then goes on to say that Hayyayim refers to Rosh Hashanah as well. So why does he make a thing of Hayyayim Hazet as opposed to Hayyayim? So the, the, the obvious explanation is that on Rosh Hashanah there are two aspects. There is that which relates to Hayyayim and then there is an aspect of Rosh Hashanah which relates to Hazet. Hayyayim Hazet. Two different things. So the explanation is Hayyayim, which means the outstanding day of Rosh Hashanah, which refers to Rosh Hashanah, is, makes it special. But they can't compare to something which is called Hayyayim Hazet. Hayyayim Hazet means you can point with your finger to it. Hayyayim means the thing, which means something that is known to be special. Hayyayim Hazet means something you can point that's right there in front of you, which indicates a revelation of whatever it is that you're talking about. Whereas Hayyayim in general, means something that is known to be rather than obvious and right in front of you. There's a big difference. Which explains, the Rebbe says, the, the explanation of the difference between Hayyayim and Hayyayim Azeh explains another interesting thing. In the Pasig in Be'ezchanim, where it says, Asher Hayyayim, Rashi says, as we said before, that he says that it should be to you as a new thing. He says, Kechadosha. It shouldn't be like an old thing, it should be Kechadosha, as if it was a new thing. But in the Pasik in Kisabi where it says Hayyimazeh, where it says Hayyimazeh, there he says, every day it should be to you new. Not as if it's new, but it is new. So, similarly also in the Pasik Bo Sinai, on this day they came to Midbar Sinai, which is back in Shemai Sakt Rashi says that Taira should be new to you. It should always be considered new. Not as if it's new, but it is new. So we see that he makes a distinction between if it says Hayyayim or Hayyayim Azet. If it says Hayyayim, he says it should be as if it's new. Why? Because Hayyayim only refers to a certain amount of revelation. And over there, you can only bring yourself to consider it as if it's new. But if it's Hayyayim Azet, if it's something which is in front of you, there's absolute revelation of godliness, then you're in its presence. Of course it's new. You're looking at it. You see it. You relate to it, so it's new, not just as if it's new. In a similar way, Rosh Hashanah also has two aspects to it. There is the aspect of the fact that Rosh Hashanah is on the sixth day, the creation of man. And then there is the fact that it's a remembrance of the first day. The first day refers to the first day of creation, which is Chafayalu. The, the creation of man is Zehayim. It's something which brought godliness into the world. There's an Ashama which was brought into the world, which is a representative of the S of, of Hashem himself. And therefore, Zeh was brought to the world only on the sixth day of creation when Adam Rishon was bought, uh, created. Zikara in something which is off in the distance, something which is a remembrance, something which Hashem's presence is only alluded to and it's not obvious and the world conceals godliness that happened on the first day so on the first day the world was created but it was, Hashem's presence was not yet known, then on the sixth day the neshama of Adam Rishon was brought into the world so it became uh, recognized uh, Hashem's presence was became manifest in the world as well. Now, we don't celebrate the 25th of Elul. Now, everything happens at Rosh Hashanah. Both of these aspects are celebrated and commemorated and renew themselves again on Rosh Hashanah. 
because now everything has to happen through man once man was created now everything that happens in the world comes about through people through the mankind and therefore Rosh Hashanah which is the creation of man is when we renew the entire creation how does this happen? the, the, the uh, Medrash gives a muscle when a person commits himself to a project so when as long as he's interested and he has chayis and it's interesting so he goes ahead and does it but then when he loses interest and he, the interest wanes he's no longer excited about it no longer enjoys it so he stops, you know, he, he gets lazy about doing it so the, say in a similar way the Eibishter he creates he has an interest in creating the world why? because man is here that's the essence of the creation that's the reason for the project so when the Yidna encourage Hashem be our king again continue with being our leader and so on and create, create us and create so then now the whole project is elevated through that now he says okay so the whole world the Yidin need a place to be they need food to eat so everything gets created but it's only because of the interesting aspect of the which happens on the fact that the Yidin are here so therefore by extension the entire creation also was renewed on that day and the fact that the creation permeates to the rest that, that Hashem's interest permeates to the rest of creation is not just a side thing, it's very integral to his interest in the Yidin what, what does it mean how in, we know that the creation of that the, the renewal of creation on Rosh Hashanah is essential to Rosh Hashanah, in fact the judgment that happens on Rosh Hashanah it's the judgment day, is for what? is for the physical, material needs that a person has life, health, children, parnasa, and so on, all of these things are judged these are material things this is what Rosh Hashanah is about as well so we see that it's an integral thing it's not just, you know, alright the Yidna are the main thing, but the, you know the physical world also, let's, uh, fine let it happen, no, that is integral to it, why is it so integral? because if you want to, in order for something to be considered in order for Hashem's presence to be considered fully in the world, to be a true revelation of godliness, it has to permeate to the very lowest elements as well. The Ramam says that when you have a wise man, he has to be recognized for his wisdom, not only when he's teaching a class, when he's teaching a deep subject, then you say he's a, he has to be recognized as a wise person when he eats, when he walks in the street there too you have to be able to see that he's wise if he doesn't come across as wise in those areas then, he, then it means that he's not that wise so therefore Hashem in order for Gili Lukus to be considered true Gili Lukus for it to be considered Zeh it has to also permeate the Koy it has to permeate also the rest of creation so that it lifts up the rest of creation we know that this is a true revelation of godliness so on Rosh Hashanah both of these elements must come together which explains how these two the, going back to the parsha, the Chris's bris that we renew both elements of these bris both the original one which Hashem made us into a nation and the bris where he maintains us as a nation both of them are renewed on Rosh Hashanah when we talk about Zed, the revelation of godliness, and Koi, the thing which is more distant, as we said before, how does that pertain to a person himself? The Neshama, or the essence of the Neshama, that represents Zed, 
That's the obvious place where Hashem is. Over there, there's no concealment of Hashem. Koi, which is more removed, that refers to either the neshama as it, um, as it, the part of the neshama which enters the body, or the body itself. That's the koi in the human uh, experience. So the original Christus bis, which Hashem made with the Yidin, on the level of that He made us into a people, that's when from the neshama Hashem united with the neshama brought the neshama into or emanated the neshama from himself it's one with him that's a very revealed place but it exists in a place where the Yidin were in the Midbar at that time the Yidin were completely divorced from any kind of of uh, material needs they, everything was provided they were learning Torah all day they were surrounded by holiness they didn't have to deal with anything physical at all. So that kind of neshama, kind of uh, relationship with Hashem was enough to maintain them, to continue, that they could continue in this great relationship with Hashem. But then when they came at the end of the 40 years, now they have to enter Eretz Yisrael. They have to go in and do work and have to uh, confront the physical world that is before them. Over there, it's not enough anymore to be related to Hashem just from the neshama. Here, the Ebishter had to reinforce that bris to make it deal also to permeate the guf, to go into the part of the neshama which invests in the guf and to the guf itself, that the yidin should be able to maintain the relationship even when they are submerged in physical material things. That's why it was necessary, um, it was necessary to redo the whole bris on that level later before they entered Eretz Yisrael. And to make sure that the Yidin will be in the presence, Lefonov, even when they are in, uh, in a, a land which you have to maintain, you have to work and you have to do things in order to maintain it and to, to be involved in the physical. And that's what allows the Yidin to be able to maintain the relationship with Hashem in every situation that they are. 2,000 years into Golos, wherever they are amongst Goyim and so on, that's what allows us to be able to maintain that Golos. And therefore, every year on Rosh Hashanah we must maintain and renew again both aspects of 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 the relationship especially the aspect where the Yidin are in the presence of Hashem, even when they are in the physical world. And when the Yidin do that, we are assured that Hashem will provide a especially and in every means and every possible way.